What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future passion. Explore paths to careers that will excite and motivate you. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu to find out how to connect to your future. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. A new epic MRA poll shows Governor Gretchen Whitmer with an 11-point lead over her challenger, Republican Tudor Dixon. An earlier poll in mid-September, though, had Whitmer leading Dixon by 16 points. So what's changed? Pollster Bernie Porn says people's top issue is now inflation. And it's not like... Tudor Dixon is on the uh, is on the tube doing advertising uh, that is uh, uh, attacking Whitmer, uh, causing a slippage. I think it's just the situation and the uh, uh, difference in the issues. The poll shows Attorney General Dana Nessel and Republican challenger Matt DiPerno in a dead heat with 43% for Nessel and 39% for DiPerno. Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson leads her Republican opponent Christina Caramo by 10 points in the poll. Meanwhile, the candidates for Michigan governor will debate for the first time tonight. Republican Tudor Dixon is looking to use the primetime debate to narrow her gap with Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Dixon is a former conservative commentator endorsed by former President Donald Trump. She's never held public office and is still working to introduce herself and her ideas to voters. For months, Whitmer and fellow Democrats have been airing attack ads portraying the Republican as too extreme on issues like abortion. Those ads have largely gone unanswered as Dixon has struggled to raise money to compete with Whitmer's multi-million dollar campaign fund. Dixon is expected to fire back at Whitmer and what she has described as the first-term governor's radical views. Meanwhile, the race for Michigan House in the 38th District has gotten an October surprise as Republican candidate Kevin Whiteford today held a press conference to slam Democratic opponent Joey Andrews for tweets that Andrews made in 2019 and 2020 regarding the police. Among other things, on May 30th, 2020, Andrews tweeted, quote, the police are the agitators, tear gas is a weapon of war. Whiteford said uh, today the words from Andrews disqualify him from representing the 38th. Regardless of the excuses he will give now, those comments prove that he does not represent the values of this district and has no business representing this district. Andrews tells us his words were similar to what many others were saying around the time during the George Floyd protests. There's a lot of heat of the moment going on there, too, but it's all very much out of context and a desperate attack by somebody who has seen the same polls I've seen and knows that he's in a bad position and is trying to pivot the conversation away from local issues that he has no policies on to a broader national issue that he thinks will favor him in the campaign. Andrews also tweeted back in 2020, quote, start winning local elections in the fund police departments. He tells us he supports a return to community policing and investment in community programs. Whiteford says that Andrews should be ashamed, and his words are now just excuses. A company that makes and sells guitar straps to world-famous musicians will soon be moving its production headquarters to Niles. Soldier Goods and Guitar Straps founder Jen Tabor has purchased the Leader Publications building in downtown Niles. That moves production from its current location in Buchanan. Tabor tells us she plans to restore the historic building to its original glory and its original name, the Star Building. Once we get to the Leader Building, we will set up our manufacturing in the Leader Building. Our aim is to reopen the Niles Incubator Kitchen. We're just getting started, so 
anywhere from six months to two years out on the full build-out. Tabor says Leader Publications, as well as Off Main Street Salon and Shelf Life, Shelf Life Bookstore, will all remain in their current location and all have signed leases. We're honored to be stewards of this building and this landmark piece of downtown Niles. I want the community to know that I want to be there and I'm not changing anything. Tabor says she's, quote, honored to establish a place for Soldier where we can grow and never have to move again. And she promises to make it a glowing spot on the map. The organizers of a reproductive freedom rally and speaker engagement slated for Saturday in Allegan say they wanted to get the community talking about issues that affect everyone, even if the area leans in a different political direction than them. The group Allegan Speak Up will hold a rally at 2 p.m. in Allegan Saturday, followed by a discussion on reproductive freedom at 3 Coordinator Landria Johnson tells us the group was formed to address tough issues. Basically, we just decided after the George Floyd murder and with everything going on in the world that we needed to form a group in Allegan that gave people a voice and gave a safe space to talk about these bigger issues. Saturday's engagement will include State Senator, State Senate candidate Kim Jorgensen-Gain, as well as representatives of Planned Parenthood and local Democrats. Johnson says... What they have to say won't fall on de- deaf ears. A lot of these smaller rural communities, people think that we're all conservative and that's it. But it's really important for these smaller areas because a lot of the issue that we've learned across the board is just simply misinformation. And a lot of people don't truly understand what's at stake, what they're voting on. The rally will start at 2 p.m. at the corner of Marshall Street and Hubbard Street. It will be followed with a 3 p.m. event at the Griswold Auditorium on Hubbard Street featuring speakers discussing body autonomy and the consequences of having none. Johnson says she wants people to understand the issues and vote. There's a new manager of the Berrien County Animal Shelter. At a meeting today, the Berrien County Board of Commissioners approved the appointment of Ashley Herr to the role. She had been serving in that role on an interim basis since July. The commission's action today makes her position official, and she'll be paid a salary of $63,000. The commission's Committee on Committees conducted interviews for the job last week. The move comes after the commission this year moved the enforcement of elements of animal control to the sheriff's department. That divided animal control's two functions, leaving the shelter under the management of Hare and enforcement under Sheriff Paul Bailey. And October is National Bullying Prevention Month, and today was Anti-Bullying Day. According to a federal survey, one in five students get bullied. Author Kayla Taylor wrote Canaries Among Us, a book about a parent's journey, raising children who don't fit society's definition of normal. It also explores the American school system and the reasons for bullying. I think there's a wide variety of people who bully and environments where bullying happens and ways people can bully. It is not uncommon that children who are mistreated at home then take that aggression out into the, their environment and mistreat others. Taylor says there's a lack of understanding about how to identify bullying, but experts agreed that bullying is intentionally and repeatedly causing physical or emotional harm to others. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. The January 6th committee has resumed hearings. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. This is a special report from ABC News. The January 6th committee has just voted unanimously to subpoena former President Trump 
for his role in the January 6th insurrection, the committee presenting evidence and testimony throughout the afternoon that former President Trump incited the Capitol riot and planned it over his big lie that they say was hatched the moment he learned he would lose the presidential election. Once again, the January 6th committee voting unanimously to subpoena former President Donald J. Trump. I'm Derek Dennis. This has been a special report from ABC News. Ukraine's allies have committed to providing advanced air defense systems to protect against Russia's missile-intensifying attacks. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said today such systems would, quote, protect our sky from the terror of Russia and help end the war. Responding to Zelensky's pleas, Britain announced it would provide missiles for advanced NASAM anti-aircraft systems that the Pentagon plans to send to Ukraine. The U.K. is also providing hundreds of aerial drones. Russian forces attacked the Kyiv region with Iran-made kamikaze drones and fired missiles at civilian targets today as payback for the bombing of a strategic bridge linking Russia with annexed Crimea. There's been a setback for former President Donald Trump at the U.S. Supreme Court. More from Aaron Katursky. Without comment, the U.S. Supreme Court rejected former President Trump's request to intervene in his dispute with the Justice Department over classified materials taken from his Florida home. Trump had asked the Supreme Court to overturn a lower court ruling that removed about 100 documents with classification markings from the purview of the independent arbiter who's been appointed to review the seized materials. The special master review continues only now with non-classified documents. An Associated Press investigation has found Russia's strategy to take Ukrainian orphans and bring them up as Russian is well underway. It's one of the war's most explosive issues. The investigation drew on dozens of interviews with parents, officials, and children in Ukraine and Russia. It found officials deported thousands of Ukrainian children to Russia or Russian-held territories without consent, lied to them that they were not wanted by their parents, and gave them Russian families and citizenship. Experts say it's a strategy that can be traced up to senior Russian officials, including President Vladimir Putin. They add that raising children of a war in another country and culture can be a marker of genocide. The gunman in the Parkland, Florida school shooting that took 17 lives has learned the price he'll pay for his crime, or if maybe he's Jim Ryan, who says a jury has reached its decision on a punishment. Attorneys for Nicholas Cruz described their client as a damaged human being whose brain was broken, in part because his mother used drugs and alcohol during her pregnancy. They asked for a life prison term. Prosecutors called Cruz, now 24, cold and calculated in his actions inside Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School on February 14, 2018. The state was pushing for a death sentence. In the end, jurors could not unanimously agree that Cruz should die for his crime. South Korea says North Korea has launched a ballistic missile toward its eastern waters. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff says the launch happened early Friday but gave no further details. It's the latest in a spate of missile launches by North Korea in recent days. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff says North Korea also flew warplanes near the rival's border late today and early Friday, prompting South Korea to scramble fighter jets. There have been no reports of clashes between the two Koreas. North Korea's military also issued a statement accusing South Korea of carrying out artillery fire for about 10 hours near the border Thursday. New federal numbers show inflation is running at 8.2% as of last month. 
President Biden has weighed in on the report, says ABC's Karen Travers. President Biden says in a statement that the new inflation report shows, quote, some progress in the fight against higher prices, even as we have more work to do. The president highlighting that inflation is down from 11 percent in the prior quarter, but adding that Americans, quote, didn't need today's report to tell them that the cost of living has been too high for years. The Consumer Price Index shows prices were 8.2 percent higher in September compared to a year ago. President Biden says fighting global inflation to help working families here in America is his top priority. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Russian President Vladimir Putin has proposed turning Turkey into a gas hub for Europe. And after deliveries to Germany through the Nord Stream pipeline were halted, Putin floated the idea of exporting more gas through the Turk Stream gas pipeline that runs beneath the Black Sea to Turkey today as he met with Turkey's president in Kazakhstan. It's the second unlikely energy proposal that Putin has pitched in as many days. European leaders are calling Russia's reductions in natural gas an attempt to divide them over the support for Ukraine. It's created an energy crisis heading into the winter. One analyst said Turkey was likely to tread carefully wary of further increasing its energy dependence on Russia. And there's a bit of good news for the millions of Americans who get Social Security benefits. They'll see an increase in their cost of living adjustment. ABC's Faith Abube has more. Retired Americans receiving Social Security benefits will see an 8.7% increase in their monthly checks in 2023. According to the Social Security Administration, that translates into about $140 extra a month for the average recipient starting in January. That is the largest cost of living increase in the program in four decades. It comes at a time when inflation is eating into Americans' pockets. But the Social Security Administration's acting commissioner says the cost of living increase and an expected 3% drop in Medicare Part B premiums should, quote, give seniors more peace of mind and breathing room. Faith Abube, ABC News, Washington. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.